There's a song I like that has a lyric in it, that, and this lyric says, they say that anger is just love disappointed. I think it's a, a kind of good description of anger, a bit of a different, different way of looking at it. It makes sense, like, because unless something really holds value for us, unless we really care about it, we're not going to have such a, a kind of forceful reaction, like the energy of, that comes forth when we get angry about something. It's only because, you know, this thing that's been taken from me or this thing that I've missed out on or this injustice that's happened, it's because I love and care about it so much that I get angry. I think this is a helpful lens to look at this parable that Jesus tells us today. He says about this man who has planted a fig tree, and when you plant a fig tree, you probably want to eat some figs from it, but he comes, he comes to the vineyard, and he, it seems like he gets angry about it. What, where's, where are the figs? There's no fruit. I come here looking for fruit, and I'm still hungry. And we can understand that as it's perhaps, you know, God being wrathful or vengeful, and it's like, yeah, I want you to bear fruit, and why aren't you bearing the fruit that I want? And if you don't, I'm going to cut you down. But I want to look at it today with this lens of anger as coming out of love. Because God really loves us, and it's out of his love for us that he wants us to bear fruit, to live full lives, to, to flourish. And this is why there's this image of the, the man who comes to the tree, and when it doesn't bear fruit, he's, he's upset about it, he's grieved about it, because God knows the kind of plan that he has for us. And it's not that, it's, that his plan for us to bear fruit is just kind of some kind of thing that he's jotted down on his to-do list and that he wants to see it happen. But he's, he's passionately, like there's a fire in God's heart in how he wants us to flourish. He's so passionate about it that, that it grieves him when he doesn't see us living in this, the fullness of life that he has for us. Now, of course, we need to recognize that, that God doesn't just cut us down. He's slow to anger. And even though he's so passionate about us living out this fullness of life, he does deal with us in gentleness and in patience. But it's still good to remember just this, this passion in God's heart, his love for us and how much he desires to see us flourish. And this is really why we've taken up this series throughout Lent, reflecting on what it looks like for us to flourish in the life of God, what it looks like for us to be fruitful as this parable speaks about today. And we've been unpacking how this can come about through um, the three pillars of our faith, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So last week, Father Dan was reflecting on prayer, and today um, our task is to think about fasting. And what is it? Why do we do it? What are we hoping to achieve through it? And how can it, how can it help us to flourish a bit more? How can it help us to, to take up this life that God wants to share with us and, and to bear fruit? So I want to return to an idea that Father Dan was opening up last week to say that God's life, as it comes forth in us, comes from the inside out. It's not just something that's, that's attached on the outside. And if we look at this image of a tree, you think of a tree bearing fruit or putting forth its leaves and its flowers and its branches, they're not just stuck on from the outside. They come from within the, the nutrients and the energy and the resources drawn 
from the roots of the tree that come out, and that's how the fruit springs forth. Much the same with us. And if we think about, I have a tree and I want it to bear fruit, I can, I can go and get my sticky tape and put some extra leaves on there, or I could get a banana and glue it on, but that's not the real fruit that the tree is supposed to be bearing. That's not the authentic fruit that is supposed to be coming forth from the tree. And just so, when we think about how, how our lives should be bearing fruit, God wants us to be bearing fruit, it's to come from the inside out, not just tacked on by, by more things on the outside. So our flourishing doesn't come from just doing more things and trying to produce more results as if our life will become productive in that way. But we need to be looking internally to see how, how God's life can flow through us, where God's life, in which activities God's life wants to flow through us um, to make our lives truly fruitful. And the, the tragedy is when, when we're not able to recognize that, we're not able to recognize this, this life that flows from the inside of our life outwards, we miss out on it. Because as God's kind of life starts growing in us, we need to recognize it and we need to cooperate with it. So that if God's moving in this area of my life, I can move with it and then that activity will bear fruit. If God's speaking to me and calling me on this path, I can respond to that and then that will become fruitful. So this is where fasting comes in, really. While, while God's life is coming from the inside out, there's lots of external stuff that can prevent that from happening. And so fasting is really focused on the external stuff and cutting out the external stuff that stops us from flourishing in the life of God. And there's two images that I want to crack open with this. And the first one is to go back to our tree, go back to the, the tree bearing fruit from Jesus' parable. And the gardener's advice for this tree that's not bearing fruit is that let me dig around it and, and make some space so that the tree can flourish. Because perhaps there was all this, you know, litter and dead leaves and all this stuff that was just crowding around the tree, not letting it grow, not letting it get the nutrients it needed, you know, stifling its life. And similarly, um, Jesus also uses the image of pruning at different times in his teaching. And so there can be so much going on in life that there isn't room for God's life to really come forward. Or the, those activities that God wants to make particularly fruitful, there's so much other stuff going on that it can't become fruitful. So fasting can be seen as pruning. And I particularly like, I'm not much of a gardener at all. I may have pruned roses once or twice in my life, but I've heard people talk about pruning roses and why it's so important. Because, and I've, I've seen this happen, that you can have like 50 or 20 buds, like heaps of buds all over your rose bush, and the, the kind of life, the resources, the nutrients of the bush are going out trying to, trying to grow all those different buds. But if you prune it back, so there's only a few little branches, then those buds that are there will grow to be much fuller, much, much more bigger and beautiful because that the life that's in the bush, the nutrients in the bush can be actually channeled into those fewer ways and they can become more full of life. The other image I want to share about what fasting kind of means for us is one of noise. And 
Brother Dan, talking about prayer last week, he said that prayer is like listening to the radio, the radio that's God's voice. We're, we're tuning in and listening to it, trying to hear what it's saying. If that's what prayer is like, then fasting is like turning off the TV so that we can actually hear what the radio is saying. Because <laughs> there's so much noise in our lives. There's so many things going on. There's so many decisions we have to make, so many things we need to worry about, so much information, stimulation. Our senses are overloaded most of the time, most days. And this doesn't help us recognizing where God's moving, where he's speaking, which, which of those activities we're involved in is, is God moving in, or how is God speaking to us. So fasting can be like cutting out some of that noise so that we can actually hear what God is saying and where he's moving. So now I want to just have a look at kind of practically what do we do with fasting? That's a bit of the, the theory and the images about it. You know, what should I decide to, to give up or fast from? What, what choice should I make? Um, because so fastly is essentially deciding to, to stop doing something, to give up some activity or to give up something that you partake of. And we can think that it's only about food. Yes, food is a key way of fasting, but it can be any activity in your life that you can decide to um, give up. And we can fast in lots of different ways. Um, during Lent, often someone could decide to give up something for the whole of the 40 days of Lent. So they're not going to eat that thing or do that activity for the whole time. But you could also say that I'm going I'm to fast from something after dinner time in the evenings or on particular days of the week. There's lots of different ways we can engage with this. And I've, I've often found myself coming to the start of Lent and thinking, okay, what, what should I give up this Lent? What should I do this year? And it's easier to just go with the same old thing that I've done before. And that might just be, you know, giving up meat or alcohol or coffee or chocolate or something simple like that. And that might be fruitful for you, but I challenge us to just think a bit about how we engage with fasting and what we're really wanting from it. What am I giving up and how is it going to help me have that space for God's life to come in? How, how is giving up this thing going to help me tap into God's life and what he's speaking to me? And I think the busyness and the noise of our lives is pretty key in this because that's something that just in this world today, I'm sure it wasn't the same for people 100 years ago. There just wasn't so much noise and stuff going on. Um, even think of our phones that are in our hands constantly. There's so many people that can communicate you instantly. There's so much information that's there. There's so much entertainment and stimulation. Even our work can get to us kind of at any moment of the day um, with demands. And so I think cutting out some of this noise I know for me, this Lent has been really fruitful, but that's something I want to put before you as perhaps something that could be fruitful for you. And that might be, you know, streaming movies or TV shows or listening to music, or it might be how you use your phone or pulling back from that at different times. Perhaps it's some other activity that you're engaged in that, that just fills up a portion of your day. And if you're able to cut that out, it's, it just creates a little bit of space a little bit of silence or a little bit of time that God might be able to speak into. So consider what that might look like in your life. 
I want to recognize as well that when, when we do this, the, the silence that's created or the, the empty space that we find when we've, we've stopped doing something, when we're not engaging in that activity, can be very difficult to sit in, can be very confronting and uncomfortable. And the temptation usually is to fill it with something else. To, oh, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here and not going on my phone, I'm not watching TV, therefore I want to go and busy myself with something else. But that's, that's part of the vulnerability of letting God speak into our lives. So I'd encourage you to, to sit in the discomfort, to face it. That's, that's part of this opening up to God, giving him the space to move. And another thing that's really not helpful is looking at what others are doing from a point of comparison. Getting ideas from others might be great. But we can think, oh, this person's fasting like that and I'm only fasting like this. I'm not as good as them or I'm not as tough as them or I'm not as holy as them. Or perhaps it's I'm fasting more than them and that makes me really holy. <laughs> That's not a fruitful way to look at it because what's fruitful for me might not be fruitful for you and what's fruitful for you might not be fruitful for that person. So we can let God lead us to, to how, how he wants us to fast in a way that will... We'll, help us in our relationship with him and help us to flourish. Because whatever it is that we take up, whatever it is we do with our fasting, however we engage with it, the goal is about finding that space to let God's life flow in a little bit more. Because this is God's desire for us. This is his heart that we would not just be, be going from one thing to the next and from one show to the next and um, from one task at work to other demands at home just being busy and going on constantly, but he wants us to flourish, to have life, this burning passion in our hearts. So let's be open to how the Lord might be inviting us to fast this Lent so that we can respond to that desire of God, that we can let his life in, that we can hear his voice and, and flourish as he desires for us. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.